ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. guys missed it welcome to the chris and andre show we're super glad you joined us i'm andre and i'm chris and we appreciate everybody sticking in with us and we you know um let's take a moment and say thank you to uh we have 800 plus subscribers uh i want to say 811 on soundcloud that sounds right yeah yeah it's amazing so um really excited about that if you haven't had a moment to uh subscribe on any of our different channels, whether it be SoundCloud, Pandora, uh, YouTube, please do and like whatever you can. Uh, it means a lot to us. We're really trying to uh, make this thing a, a bigger community. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, w- we want this community to be thick. <laughs> no, I was super, <laughs> I was super hyped when I saw like our SoundCloud numbers jump up and, um, you know, just the engagement that we're getting on YouTube is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, you know, it's um, it's one of those things like SoundCloud. I think when we first started there, you and I both kind of had the feeling like, you know, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> and we were that thing. Um, but it's gotten, you know, like I think we're at a point now where we do have a lot more. There's more podcasts that I think are hosting on SoundCloud right. um, is part of it. But the community at SoundCloud, I think, is something that often gets overlooked. Um, right. And, you know, I think it is, first and foremost, a community uh, community of musical artists. I know you love that term. Um, performing artists, musicians, however you want to, you know, insult them. Um, it's so out of but, context. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Nugget drop. All right. You want to know the truth? Go back and listen to some of our episodes. <laughs> Go back and listen to all of them is what that actually means so that you can understand all of the context here. Um, but yeah, like the the thing that I have really enjoyed about the SoundCloud community is just how supportive they are. You know, like you get a lot of refollows, like follow for follow, but you also get a lot of people who are going on and liking and reposting and sharing your tracks Um, and so, you know, I have always kind of made a point when I'm on there to go through, add some new people to follow, you know, refollow the people that are following us. Um, I've started using their messaging platform to Mm kind of alert people about YouTube. So like every week I'll go through and pick like another 20 subscribers on SoundCloud and be like, Hey, thanks so much for subscribing. If you weren't aware, we have a YouTube channel, please check it out. Make sure you subscribe, like comment, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, yeah, like it's a really great way to kind of get your stuff out there and to build build that community i you know i'm like we get a decent amount of plays on our audio stuff i don't feel like the majority of that really comes from soundcloud itself but i i do feel like the community and the support there is pretty insane pretty solid yeah so we're really you know uh as we figure out this leg of our 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 growth we're going to start documenting that, sharing that, and making a segment that we talk about here. So that way, if you're out there aspiring to start a podcast, the real secret is just do it. You'll make mistakes. <laughs> some things will work. Some things won't work. Uh, uh, and we'll just try to lay out what's worked well for us. But that's because that's something that we really um, we want to we'll, – we're going to circle back to this topic because there's something I really <sighs> – say it (laughs) there's a lot of stuff going on and i think that my brain is just like um 
yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. It, it's kind of we're it's not going to be your normal podcast, but one thing I do want to talk about is my boy is getting married. Who, dude? I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a setup. Chris is uh, getting married. He's uh, I'm super excited for him. So I'm I'm laying in, literally laying in bed on Sunday. Um, I partied a little bit the night before, so I was kind of like <laughs> just recouping. And my phone rings, and I'm like, "All right, nobody calls me on Sunday." I, I don't think actually my kids do. Actually, Matt Maddie called me. Uh, Got to bleep that out. I don't want to put him on blast. But, <laughs> uh, he called me earlier that morning. I was like, "All right, cool." And then my phone rings again, and I'm like, "What?" And I'm <laughs> thinking. You know, it's Sunday. It's the middle of the day. Nothing better be wrong. And so in my mind, I'm like, all right, this is not okay. Because I was really worried, dude. Like, I was, like, yeah. freaking out. Understood. And I was like, all right, before you anticipate, like, listen to the tone of his voice and kind of gauge that. And, again, this is happening with it by ring two. <laughs> so yeah. this, this is how my brain works. And then, hello? Andre! <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> And it's like, okay, he just proposed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the guy you don't want to watch a movie with because I figured out before the end of it. And I'm like, hey, Chris, we're talking, we're chatting it up. And then uh, he's like, you're never I'm like he proposed. <laughs> yeah, He didn't even let me get it out. Like I'm sitting there. I'm all excited. I'm like trying to downplay it. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're just hanging out at the beach. You know, my parents are having a... Having a Memorial Day block party today, so just kind of getting ready for that. And uh, I got some exciting news you proposed, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so, I was like, I'm happy for both of you guys, man. Uh, that's that's huge. Um, uh, there, There's, everybody always says it, but it's true. Like, But you mean it every time you say it. C- couldn't be happier for, like, and nobody deserves it more. And that, that means a lot for me because, uh, like you're just a genuinely awesome guy and you know, I love your daughter. Uh, she's my little buddy. And each time I get a chance to touch her, even when I like, I don't get a chance to touch her. I'm like, Hey, tell my little buddy, buddy. I said, hi. So, yep. um, she's always asking about Mr. Andre. Yeah. And Christy's so awesome. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. Um, like, I, I did all the emotional stuff on Sunday, so that's all yeah. you get. No, you're good. You're good. I'm glad. Like I didn't want it to be this whole like mushy. Like oh, Chris is getting married. Oh, but I'm I'm so happy, man. I'm like the only thing is you messed like oh you you didn't mess up, but it's kind of selfish. You're getting married so close to my birthday. Yeah, so. I, I know. It's uh, it's hard, you know, like it's really hard when you're trying to pick a date um, and you're looking through the calendar. And you're like, well, we can't do it here because of X and you can't do it there because of Y. Um, so funny enough, like we we picked September 3rd. I guess I can share that here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Super close to my birthday. <laughs> so. The reason that we picked September 3rd, I mean, it has, there's actually a lot of positives. The reason that it even came up as a possibility is because my favorite TV show, Bob's Burgers, Bob and Linda's anniversary is September 3rd. And in the very first episode, it's their anniversary, but Bob has forgotten. And Linda's like, you know what today is? And he's like, no. 
And, you know, because, of course, he forgot. And so she's like, the whole thing is nine, three. Nine is divisible by three. Like, that's how she remembers it. And he's like, lots of numbers are divisible by three. <laughs> that is... Well, so I kind of joked. I was like, well, what about 9-3? And we looked and we were like, actually, that's the Friday before the Labor Day weekend. That might be kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah. it's a, a late, I was born um, Labor Day 76. My mom reminds me all the time. Uh, it's a funny thing, my mom. I <laughs> get it. Labor Day. Yeah. <laughs> It's only funny for her. It's yeah, never <laughs> as many times as she's reminded me two years ago. My birthday's in September. She calls me August the fifth and says, Hey, I'm the first one to tell you happy birthday. It's like, Yep. Wrong month. <laughs> As many times she told me about how long you were in labor for, and you'll yeah. never forget that day. You f up and call me in August. Like, <laughs> God, thanks, mom. <laughs> and you can always count on moms for that. Yeah, bring it back luck. down to earth. But I, I'm I'm super happy for you guys. Um, it means I'll definitely be at the wedding. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I that's so. not like an option. Yeah, I know. I it's like a Saturday, right? That's Friday. It's yeah. a Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah my birthday's on a Sunday. See, like, it's perfect. My, birth, my birthday is a national holiday for myself. It's my own personal. I, I never work on my birthday. It never happens that I work on my birthday. Uh, I, re I refuse. <laughs> I, I remember I... There was one year... Where I was really glad I did work on my birthday. It was when mm -hmm. we were at E area. Yeah. And it's because it happened to be, I think it was like our first quarterly offsite. Like the, the team building activity when we went to yeah. Frankie's. Yeah. And so it was like my birthday. We go in, we work for like an hour. We have our presentation thing. And then it's, let's all go get hammered and race go-karts and play laser tag. <laughs> no. And so like, I had the greatest. I was just like. I think I remember telling, I don't know how to say his name, somebody at the end, like, this is the best birthday ever. <laughs> I was drunk. Um, but it was. It was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, but yeah, other than that, I've always just regretted the day, the days, the years when I have chosen not to take off for my birthday. Yeah, that's, that's one day. Like, I, I screwed up on MLK Day a lot, like, way too many times. Um, but... My birthday, I just, I, I just can't. It's like my day to reset. It's well, it's obviously a new year, um, technically, yeah. not just figuratively for me, but um, it just, it's, it actually leads me into my next topic. Um, like I know I, I, I grabbed a lot of things, but um, like one thing I really want to talk about because it, it kind of goes back into a lot of things that I've been kind of picking up on a theme. Like I've been seeing this theme, like mental health. Like, um, yeah, I, and I'm not trying to put anybody on blast, but you know, I've been, I've been trying to pull away from, um, social media, not because I don't, well, I don't understand the objective of it. A lot of times I struggle, but I also see that it, it, it's a pretty dark place. Like when you start to peel off the layers, um, 
you know, I, I've noticed a, there, a lot of dark and nasty things come out of social media. And the uh, guy that I follow, Yashar Ali, and I'm not trying to butcher his name, but um, it, it kind of, um, like, he's, you know, just in a really bad spot. And he, like, reached out publicly. And, I you know, it, it was different. And I, I normally don't know what to say about those things. Um, or I, I probably don't engage in it, but it just kind of felt like the, you know, not, and I, I'm not like a braggy type of person, you know, that it's just like, I, it hurts. It hurts to see people like struggling with, um, the downside of life. Uh, and you and I have talked about this a lot, you know? Um, and I, 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 I think a lot of people, and I've heard this from a lot of people recently, they're struggling to be happy. And I, I've said this many times, like, um, you're, you're not going to happiness is, it comes and goes, but you'll find joy in things that are, you know, really true to life, you know, being a good husband, being a good father, being a good brother, uh, doing things for others. That's where I find joy. Like I'm not happy all the time. Like I, I just can't be. Nobody, uh, nobody <laughs> is. I mean, you know, it's like I think that's a, you're right. Like you know, they say like money can't buy you happiness, right? Right. And it's true because money can't buy those things. Um, you know, I think like maybe this isn't what you were going to say, but it sounded to some degree like where you were kind of going was you felt like responding was the right thing to do. Yeah. You know that. Not like you were obligated to, you know, but simply that here's somebody who's obviously having a hard time, who's struggling and is reaching out publicly. And maybe my response and my message doesn't change anything, you know, has no impact. But I don't know that it won't. And there's no like it just seems like. And I feel like in a lot of ways, that's kind of where I, I I guess I find myself disappointed with humanity at times is because it seems like, man, the the ask is so small, right? It's not solve my problems. It's acknowledge that I'm having problems, right? It's right. like offering support without having to be like your best friend. You know, you see somebody struggling, somebody who's having like a mental breakdown, right? Or, or an emotional breakdown somewhere. And... Everybody else, you just, they're just ignoring them. They're right? walking there's by. That, there's that uncomfort, that uncomfortableness that we feel where it's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I don't want to get involved in that. Um, and I think it, like, it takes a lot of internal strength in order to see those kinds of things happening and say, you know, like, I'm going to step outside of my comfort zone. I'm going to see if there's anything that I can do to help. I'm going to try and be part of the solution as opposed to just pretending like there is no problem. Um, yeah, there, there is a, um, and we may have talked about this before. Um, and it breaks me up every time I talk about it, but I was on my way home from, from work one night and, um, I, I worked off of high house. I my apartment was off of uh, Chapel Hill road and, um, I saw a car on the sidewalk and nobody stopped and I was going the opposite way. So, um, no, actually I was 
going back towards Preston. The car was going back towards my way home and nobody, I didn't see anybody stop. Like there was a car obviously had run off the road and nobody stopped. And I was, you know, closer to my destination and I kept looking in the rearview mirror and I noticed nobody was stopping. And so I turn around and I, um, I pull up, um, behind the car, put my flashes on and I see an older, an elderly lady frantically screaming. I see a, a younger lady just trying, you know, shaking the driver. And as I'm getting to the driver's side door, I open it and I see the driver in the car and he's not breathing. And, um, it was his mom and his wife. So I guess he had a heart attack while he was driving. And again, nobody stopped. Um, and I get him out of the vehicle and I'm trying to administer CPR. And, um, I just, you know, and I didn't feel a heartbeat at first. And I, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to try because, you know, I don't know how long he's been here, but maybe if we can, you know, I can help him. And I'd call 911 as I was parking my vehicle and I'm administering CPR to the point where I knew like I, I still didn't hear the heartbeat and the wife is crying. Um, his mother's crying and guess what? Nobody stopped. Um, and I'm on the side of the road of high house administering CPR, trying to, you know, revive this man. Um, love, I mean, like middle, they were definitely, uh, from Asia, middle Eastern. I, I want to actually, they were Indian. And, um, I, I just spent so much time trying to like, uh, save this man's life and noticed that he'd already, uh, he already urinated on himself. So more than likely either from the heart attack or, or, or severe stroke he had, he probably wasn't going to make it. I just kept trying when the ambulance finally showed up. Um, I, you know, I tried to give them whatever information I could, but nobody stopped. It, it, nothing, nothing changed from, um, the time I stopped until the time the ambulance got there. Um, and that, um, it haunts me to this day that nobody stopped and, um, I don't think it's right. You know, there, there's even our feet, most feeble attempts to, to try can, can mean all the world to somebody. This, this man's mother just told me, thank you over and over again. Um, this is years ago. This is probably 20 years ago now. And I'm never going to like watch. I just can't, well, I just can't watch somebody just, you know, I, I can't. So, um, that's what I felt when I, when I saw this kid's post, you know, that's what I feel when I, when I see people just hurting, like we're asked to do one thing and just by my faith, you know, to love God with all your heart and love thy neighbors yourself. And I would want somebody to stop for me. Um, and, and I think mental health is, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's really sad. I don't know where, um, I don't know where we got lost as, as people. 
but it's just it's just echoing and echoing it's yeah um you know like it's it's interesting that you bring this up because i think <clears throat> when you talk about mental health um you know like i've struggled for the last couple of years um with bouts of depression and you know had it, i mean it wasn't like i got to the point where i was going to you know harm myself or anybody else but like i was just i didn't feel like myself i was having you know, weird thoughts that weren't, you know, like driving down the road and thinking, would it be that bad, you know, if I crashed into something and that was the end of it? Like, not thinking this is what I want to do, but just like, well, what's the big deal, you know? Um, to the point where I decided to seek help. And, you know, uh, one of the things that they did was prescribe medication to try and help. And it, it did a lot. Um, and then the last year, I after being on it for about a year, I had decided, like, I'm feeling good. I think I'm going to go ahead and try and wean myself off of it. My doctor's like, great, go ahead. And it was a combination of COVID-19 <laughs> and all of the political stuff. And I started having, like, panic attacks. And my doctor was like, I think you need to go back on. And so I did. Um, and then this last week, I was like, or two weeks ago, I guess it was, yeah. I realized that I was out of my medication. Like I had my last one for like Friday or Saturday night and I was going out of town and I was like, well, it's not a big deal. I'll, I'll pick it up when I get back. Like, it, you know, I can go a day without it. Um, but it's, I mean, it's an SSRI, which for those of you that know, um, serotonin receptor inhibitor. And so they can be extremely dangerous to just go like cold Turkey for an extended period of time. Like there's really horrible side effects. Mm. Um, I got to go through almost all of those <laughs> the following week. In part, it was my own stupidity. Like I, I put in my request to Walgreens, and they said that my my prescriber refused the refill, um, which is a whole other story. But not my my general practitioner. I called my GP then on, uh, the next week, and he was like, "Yeah, no problem. Here's your updated right. prescription." Um, but. So, you know, it was like I got I got back and I was like Monday and I was like, okay, well, I'll, you know, just I'll make an appointment or whatever. I'll call my GP and I got busy. And then Tuesday and Wednesday and finally, so yeah, finally like Thursday, I was just like having pit, like just anxiety, like horrible. My stomach was a mess. Like I had this really terrible like brain fog and I finally got in touch with my general practitioner. He got my, my prescription filled and everything. And so, um, that's not a joke. Like that stuff is serious and it's amazing how quickly your body reacts. You know, like the first couple of days it was like, uh, I don't feel great, but I feel okay. And then by that third and fourth day, it was just like, no, something is really wrong. Like, and again, not like I was having really horrible thoughts, but just, just feeling off, just like really, really off. Um, and then within like a day and a half of getting back on my medication, I was fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, and I, I know there's stigmas with, um, mental health and I, I get that, you know, but I think we all, I personally believe that everybody gets depressed, you know, I just think it's part of our, you know, it's part of our experience as human beings, right? Especially um, the way we've chosen to live. <laughs> oh, oh, true, right? <laughs> like unrealistic expectations, you know, 
uh, workaholism is a uh, is it's a rite of passage to adulthood, uh, increasing debt. I and I I understand that I really I really do, and I think and I don't uh, I don't pretend to be like a doctor, you know. Like when we talk, there's days I'm off, you know? yeah. and I talk about it openly, and I'm like, man, that didn't help. I I know what I got to do. I just got to like, you know, uh, I have to address it, you know. Um, yeah. but then I always, I, I rebound, I, I kind of put those things into perspective and I can work with them or understand my level of acceptance and move on. Um, but I think it's something that people should really work on. You know, um, you, you look at the French open, it, it just kind of pisses me off. It's like you people don't understand that. Sure. There's a media responsibility. Sure. The, the, the people that host the French open, I, I don't remember some French crap i don't i don't know they understood the assignment that was their their tweet response to to showcase and highlight for their players and say they understood the, the assignment yeah. like i'm not a commodity i have been very i've always been open about hey i sure i i appreciate my quote-unquote job but i don't need to work here i don't have to so i i applaud her for saying no, i'm good and if that's the level of respect that is, I don't know. I just, I, I think that I'm starting to see, I don't think, I'm starting to believe and, and really see that there is no value on human life. Not not superficially. Right. But I'm really starting to believe there is no, people do not value human life. No, I mean, human life is just a, another commodity, like you just right. said, right? Like, that's all that people are viewed as. Um, and I think it's something that the sports world in particular, you know, you talk about like that, that crossover between sports and mental health, right? I mean, you think about high school players, right? Uh, all these kids, you know, playing football who are out here getting concussions, right, for years before we knew a lot of their science behind all of it or did but chose not to say anything anyways. Right. Um, and the, the whole idea is you play through the pain, right? Like everybody's hurt. Everybody's injured to some degree. You know, it's how, how tough are you? How mentally tough are you? Can you block out the pain? And it's like, can I block out the pain of my torn ACL while I'm in the middle of a football game for my high school? <laughs> like, I mean, you talk about like, you know, people who are workaholics and obsessed with their jobs. Like that's not even really your job, man. Like you're not getting paid for that. I mean, some high school kids are, but that's not the point. Like, you know, I mean, you're not getting paid enough to go out there and risk your whole future. Your you whole you career, might not your even livelihood. make, you might even make it to, you might not even make it to college. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, you go out there and you tear your ACL, you blow out both knees and you're done. Right. For what? I took a week off from the gym this week because I ripped something. That, like I know I either twisted, pulled, ripped a muscle in my my shoulder. Yeah, I I can barely you know at the start of the week I could barely move my arm like this. I know like the, the it's a perfect storm, you know. Yeah. Athletes are people. We put them on a pedestal, but. Athletes are people, but they've been treated like a commodity for so long. Right. Right. Like it's. The leagues, you know, I mean, you look at like the NBA kind of is the one where it's like, oh, they, they, we talk about the star players. It's all about the players, right? 
But even then, it's like, at the end of the day, they'll just swap out LeBron James for whoever. I mean, like, yeah. LeBron's a little special in that case. But, I mean, they, there's plenty of other guys that they will highlight, right? right. I mean, you got uh, Jok- Jokic and... Uh, he's all the, list is, the list is yeah, too long. The exactly. List... <laughs> there's, there's an unending list. And in five years, there'll be a whole new cast of characters for them to draw from, right? And it's the same thing in college. I mean, you get these kids for four years. You think they care about right. these individual people? Like I, it's not to say that, you know, a head coach doesn't build a strong bond and relationship with his players, right? It's not, that's, I'm not saying that there isn't some level of care there, but I'm saying from an, from an institutional standpoint, right? Like they don't care two shakes. The NFL doesn't care about any individual player, right? It just cares. Are we making money? Are we make, not even, are we making money? Are we making every last penny we could possibly be making off of this? I, 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 um, like I, I'm like, I'm at a loss for words. Like I, I just, I'm seeing, and I can, I can taste the, the, the lack of care for like human life. I can see the, the desire for, you know, just treating people with indignity. Do, like a, do you feel like this has gotten worse? I, I think, you know, I've been or seeing Or is it this... just more, like, on display? Like, is there less less of a veil that we're having to look through now? I, I think when you look when we look back in history and we look at, you know, the, the how did COVID affect our society, sociologists are going to have a field day. Clinical psychologists are going to have a field day. <laughs> They're I mean, gonna... they, there's been, like, DNA studies, right, where they've shown that uh, people who suffered through like the Great Depression mm-hmm. genetically passed on different traits because they went through that. Really? Like that experience in their life somehow altered the DNA that they were then, the genetic code that they were then able to pass down to their descendants. And so I can't imagine that COVID in a lot of ways doesn't have a very, like, you know, that you could basically track certain things and then all of a sudden there'd be this weird shift in 2020, 2021, right? Where it's like, oh, crap. Something happened. There there are so many gaps in our tangible things, our economy, uh, workforce. Toilet paper. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Toilet paper was literally (laughs) intangible for a while. (laughs) (laughs) And then if you look at the intangibles, it's how people respond to it. Right, you take affluent people, which would be like middle class people, would be considered affluent. How do they deal with suffering? How do they deal with struggle? Um, <laughs> not very well, right? No, by like by hoarding and you know, right? Like, I mean, I you think of it like I, look, I always look back at like the fire festival disaster, right? Right. And I watched the documentary on Hulu, and the one thing that stood out to me the most of all that is that when night fell, when when night came, right, and it was basically grab a mattress, grab a tent. That's what we got here. Nobody's assigned anything. People destroyed mattresses, destroyed tents and stuff like that so that they had more area around them. It was all about them. Not like I don't need, I'm not taking two mattresses, but I'm going to destroy this mattress or I'm going to pee all over it because it's in the yurt next to mine. And I don't want somebody staying right next to me. Like that's the mentality, not of everybody, obviously, but in like crisis mode, right? Nobody stopped. No. And that's, I mean, you talk about like affluent. Yeah. 
I mean, that, that was like the height of affluence. You know, like I, I have hundreds of thousands of dollars to drop on a concert. It's it's um it's it's telling of it, let's let's tie in politics and that's where <laughs> but it says right here I don't I can't not talk about the rot that is in our doc democracy. oh wait you can't not talk about it I cannot okay. it's the same thing it's like there's like <laughs> I was watching uh, I know I, this is going to be a weird uh, episode guys so I hope you it, the theme is like there's something wrong. Like, I'm telling you, there's something wrong. There's something that is so off in our society, and we can't even, either we can't talk about it, which I think is what we don't want to do, or we don't want to admit it's true. Yeah. Like, we keep pushing it off. And that's what's blowing my mind. And politics is a great reflection of it. When you look at what the former GOP, or I don't even know what to call them anymore, I mean, just call them Republicans. I Republicans, mean, sure. That's sure. what they are. That's what that's the badge that they wear, right? They wear it with pride. It's it's. I don't know why we're talking about the filibuster. We can't pass, and I've said this for I've said it year after year, time after time. Why don't you have the legislation ready, right? I don't give a crap if we don't even get it to the the floor of the house. Yeah. Let's let's keep these bills in succession let's focus on policy we can we can drown out all the other stuff but i think that the hype of you know of the celebrity of the, the celebrity politician of the um the pining after actually i don't think it's pine like Ma maggie haberman haberman made a, a a good point about trump People want to pretend like he doesn't exist anymore, but you can't do that, right? right? That That's what happened in 2015, 2016, and he became the president. So, like, if you're playing chess, that's a that's a wise move. But it, I don't think it's pining. I think it's, like, the Republicans can't separate the two. They can't separate the fact that there is a dire need to move away from, like, failed ideology because it wasn't policy and focus on policy because their base is so wrapped up because they're mentally unstable. And I'm not a clinical side. I'm not a, like, I'm not a trained professional, but if you're following this crap, you are mentally unstable. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you're right. And I think it's something that we've touched on before because I, I used to struggle with this, right? Like just wrapping my head around, like, how do you find yourself in this position? It's survival, right? right. They don't see another path to survival. There is no, way forward for this group and the leadership that they have chosen beyond Trump. It is the only reason that they won in 2016. It's the only yep. reason they feel that they were able to get, I mean, and, and the truth of the matter is right. Like it, it, they got exactly what they wanted. They got a puppet for a president who distracted the public from doing everything that from all the crap that they were really doing behind the scenes to obstruct and continue to basically dismantle all of these safeguards that we had been put in place over years and then appoint a bunch of people in positions that they thought were ultimately going to benefit them down the road. But I don't think they dismantle anything. They're playing, um, they are playing fear politics and they're playing it very well. Like I, I saw a clip of something I'm probably going to watch this weekend where they, where they say if, um, if white people, see, it was actually on, on United Shades of America, right? Yeah. That's what it is. 
And if white people see themselves as a minority, they have to collectively see all non-whites as one people, right? Okay. Now, haven't watched the episode, but I can tell you how that plays out in politics. <laughs> <laughs> the best strategy is to divide and conquer. Right. I mean, and that's what that that has been, right? Like the wealthy white man's goal for a long time, right? Yep. Like. Don't focus on me. I'm not the problem. Right. The problem is the black guy who lives across the street from you, right? Or the or the Asian man. Or the Asian guy who's coming or, in and, and opening up a store, right? Or like, the or the Jew, right? You yeah. you can we play identity politics and identity in my opinion, identity politics is nothing but fear mongering. That's all it is. There's no, no, there's no basis in reality. That's right. the whole point. I mean, like you want to know why Israel and and uh, not not to not, not that I'm a, a foreign affairs expert, but I can tell you one reason why the the conflict in Israel and with the Palestinians is getting so much coverage. It's literally for the U.S. to distract. Yeah. Right. If you want to know why uh, there's not a lot of coverage on the prep for the Russian U.S. like s- summit. It's because we're no longer the golden boys. Yeah. Anything that we say to Russia or even China, they can say, well, wait a minute. Aren't you killing like black people with impunity? Wait a minute. Don't you have like a, an economic system that doesn't work for all of your citizens? And I'm not pro Russia or China. I'm just saying like, it's all, it's, you know, not to quote Chris Cuomo, but to quote Chris Cuomo, it's a game. Yeah. And the people that are losing are the people that are trying to just take care of their families, trying to, you know, make a way. And I'll tell you, you want to fix crime? And I think everybody I've listened to said that they agree with me. Fix the effing economy in the neighborhoods that you're talking about crime. Yeah. If you want to, like, there's so, there, there it's a... Yes, and it goes back to mental health. Keep chipping away at people's psyches. Good people, bad people, and and that's not even a moral debate, right? And this is what you get. I I literally watch the the, the footage of. I watched two things that just kind of made me go. Wow, I just don't get it. I watched a, a in San Francisco a cop get beat up by somebody and i'm like uh that guy not saying i wanted the guy to die but i'm like that's a completely different outcome right i watched uh sheriff's deputies in florida listen to 22 rounds by my estimates from two kids in a house and they didn't wet that house up with bullets and i said well that's a different outcome but I did hear one of the deputies say, please don't make me do this. What the hell is wrong with our, with our country? I watched a quote unquote evangelical pastor, you know, like parrot QAnon conspiracies to his parishioners. As I'm watching other pastors and some evangelicals, some Protestant, and I'm still trying to figure out like, when did that when when did Protestants like separate again to pro, like to evangelicals? But that's a that's a whole that's probably a whole separate podcast. And I'm I'm like, yo, those are not the tenets of the Bible. If Jesus walked today, seriously, he would say to most people 
leading churches the same thing he said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You don't do the work of my father. I mean, I, I will be perfectly honest. It's one of the main reasons that I, it was probably the issue that I had with the Catholic Church growing up was I kind of felt like you guys do realize what all these stories are actually about, right? You know, like when when I when I kind of made my decision to leave, it was like, well, the problem is you guys did too good of a job teaching me what Jesus really wanted. <laughs> that I looked around and went like, this isn't it. You know, like I I have just always struggled with these like, you know, houses of worship that are just ordained in gold and, you know, all this ornate. And it's like the amount of money. And it's like, how many homeless people would that feed? You know, like how many kids does that help if we, if we, you know, simplify these things and it's, I don't know. It just, it, we don't have to get into a whole thing on that, but it's, we will. I mean, but it's okay. I mean, th those yeah. are like, if I'm being honest, like what's bothering me is like, I think a, a lot of the barriers in, in my humble opinion to with mental health is that we decide what we can talk about, right? Sure. We decide because you know what? I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but this is what I'm struggling with. <laughs> I mean, like growing up, right? Like the three things you never talked about was po politics, religion, and something else. I can't remember. But... <laughs> I think those are the number two. Politics <laughs> and religion. Yeah. A race. I think race is the race. Is the, yeah. Right. Like those are the three things you don't talk about because you never know how the other person is going to feel. And it's like if I said something that made somebody feel uncomfortable about race, that's probably way more with that person than that is with me. Or, right? Or you make them, or you do the, the, you go to the extreme, you challenge them, you challenge their way of thought. Well, sure. Yeah. You look at it as an opportunity to yeah. educate or to not, not even educate, but to like, to, to have a to conversation. Have an honest conversation, right? I, I, I can say, I can't say it enough. I was super homophobic. Super. Until I literally did life with people. I had employees that were gay. I had I have close friends that are gay. And they're no different from me. The only difference is who they sleep with it, like like the sex of the person or gender, and that's confusing to me also. <laughs> that's that's a whole new can of worms. No, but, but it is one of those things, right? Like I think it's it's perfectly in a lot of ways, I feel like you and I are in the same boat on that where it's like we may not completely understand, right? It may not directly impact us in our daily lives, but you know, we we're like, okay, like, it, you know, I want, I if I if I can see a way to kind of of, I don't know, it's not even necessarily like putting yourself in somebody's shoes, but to to have understand, that, yeah, that, to, that, that that empathy, empathy, right? like, yeah. I think that's what it really, and maybe that's part of what is missing, like maybe we stopped teaching empathy at some point. Like we've, we've talked on previous podcasts about common sense, right? Or critical thinking and right. how that, that skill has gone away. I wonder if empathy is one of those things that maybe it's tied to critical. They, thinking, they, they are, right? they're, they're both tied together, right? Cause you they have can't... to be able to, to critically analyze the situation in order to be able to empathize with somebody else. There, there's always a question of why does some, why does this happen? Right? Why? The five whys, like they teach that in business one on one. Yeah, like and and, and the answers are all money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was, I think was something my dad always said was like, when the question is why, the answer is money. <laughs> there, there is a there is a 
there there's a gap with thinking that we're so important or that we can't help or that the problem is is too it's bigger than we are and it's all starting to like envelop us it's starting to, like we have so many we had another hack you know jbs yeah. a lot of people didn't know who jbs was i knew who jbs was i've been watching a lot of documentaries on on food i'm like yo all of our beef is run out of one company in brazil like or beef chicken uh pork i mean they own just about everything well and again right like the way that these things continue to go, there will be more and more of these ransomware hacks because they just keep paying. And, and I'm not, I'm not here to criticize the company and say that I am. What, uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm not here to do that. Andre, I am. Um, I will say you're lazy sob. And we talked about it with uh, with the colonial pipeline, cl- right? Where yeah. it's like, you know, you guys grossly overreacted because you were afraid you were going to basically lose money by not being able to bill people. Right. And that was the real problem. But if, if I'm a shareholder, I would respect you more to fix the problem. Well, right. And, and to sit there and say, Hey guys, yeah, this is affecting our billing. So we might not get all of our billing, right. But we're yep. going to, you know, we're going to correct the problem and move forward, but we're not going to, you know, exacerbate the problem by paying off, like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> you know, it's it's like we flinch- need Harrison Ford back, man. <laughs> it's the flinch rule, right? If somebody, yeah. all right, so yeah, if somebody, no, you're absolutely right. Whoever flinches first, yeah, like yo, you can't you can't play that with me. It's not it's not a good hustle. I'm like, no. I'm not scared. Like, what are you gonna? Oh, I can't bail you. All right, I can I can work through that, and that's where I'm. I the after effects so. If I'm a sociologist in 10 years from now, or if I do a study in five years, right? So once things get back to quote unquote normal, the the effects of close quarters, the effect, like if you, like uh, a good example would be like um, psychological warfare. Yeah. The capacity of this country to endure a stressful situation is very low. On a whole, yes, right? Um, And I think in some ways you kind of look back at certain periods in time of stress. But yeah, like I get get what you're saying. Like I think you look at the way that people reacted and responded to the very beginning of the pandemic when it wasn't even widespread, Right. right? And it was like all the hoarding, all the, you know... Like, yeah, you, you just bring us into panic. We spent, we literally, so Governor Cooper, so respect to the, the governor of North Carolina, he said, guys, don't, don't buy gas. We'll have this fixed. Yeah. He wasn't wrong. And granted, they probably accelerated, even though they paid the ransom, it was still a week and a half until yeah. like supply got better. They probably could have fixed that if they knew what the issue was with billing and just said, no, we'll figure that out. We can... We can do the math backwards and tell you what we bought in supply. Yeah. So that's the real issue, I think, right? Like you when like you and I think you were kind of getting down to it is it's like they were just lazy. It was like we could solve this problem, but we don't really want to. So we're just gonna pay the ransom and hope it goes away. Yeah. So we didn't have to, but we panicked. All right. So you take the whole you take most of the like two thirds of the southeast 
and we panicked. If you look at uh, with JBS, so potentially, and I, I didn't look at the commodity markets today, but I'm sure there's going to be an uptick in prices because people that bought futures are probably like losing their crap right now. Um, and I didn't look on purpose. If you if you're like an adversary, let's say you are a Russian agent, our capacity for a system disruption is low, Chris. Yeah, like we're mentally not equipped for like like our next wars are not going to be. Hopefully, they're not going to be you know uh, rifles and bullets. It's going to be a tech war. Right. I mean, I think we're in a lot of ways we're already in the middle of that. I yeah. mean, we had you know a concerted effort five years ago to influence the presidential elections. Right. You know, um, and we're still dealing with that. Yeah. Like we're still at a point be in large part because it worked in the person. <laughs> okay. So I will say this, uh, two thirty should go away. I did some, I did some like, uh, some what research. Two thirty should go away. What, what is it? Article two thirty. Okay. The, what what the what Facebook hides behind? Yeah, where they actually in court filing said that they are a publisher, they're not a platform. Um, I, I'd call their bluff. Sure, I'd, I'd be fine with that. I I don't think they are a um, a platform anymore. I and I'm not like I am not going full left wing here, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying like to let let's call a business what a business is, yeah. right? If would you Facebook, call Best Buy a grocery store? No, I would never do that. No, but they have a candy aisle, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, I mean, like, right? They, you see they my sell point. Food, you so see you, my exactly. No, I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm trying to help you make your point, right? Like, okay, yes, okay. We, we could call Facebook a platform, but at the end of the day, they're not a platform. They're a publisher. I saw it being a platform when they when they started buying their competitors, yes. WhatsApp, Instagram. They stopped being a platform when they started selling more ads and digging into your data privacy. They stopped being a platform. They they are no longer it, when you when I start selling ads, I am when I control the ads. I'm not a platform, right? I'm a publisher. That goes I mean, and that goes for any of you. Any of you social media platforms that sell ads, magazines sell ads. You are a publisher. So, and I don't like Mark Zuckerberg. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I sneaky little troll here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. It's, I've been, I've been really, I think struggling with the social media stuff here lately. Um, in large part because I have found myself just very aimlessly scrolling through from one you know, social media platform to another. It's like, really? Um, yeah. We're all just like, oh, I'm, you know, got a minute. What's on Instagram? And I'll scroll and I'll be like, eh, what's on Facebook? Eh, what's on stop Twitter? Stop doing that. Yet. I know. I had to stop doing it. It's bad. Do you see the Instagram introduce the new feature where you can turn off likes on your posts and hide uh, the likes and comments on other people's posts? No. I, I just That's supposed to make everybody feel better. If you don't know how how much your stuff sucks compared to other people, you won't feel as bad. 
I just I don't know, man. I mean, I'm like I'm I'm with you that's, in that. That's that's why I can't like I I just can't like I don't want to, but I I kind of can't ignore the elephant in the room. I do think social media is starting to um, impact like people's perception. I don't want to say their mental health, but their perception of their reality. Well, yeah, because. What they see on social media is what they interpret as reality when in, most not, of the time that's not the case. These things are incredibly photoshopped, right? Um, you know, it's like, I was, I was reading an article about uh, some influencer, great job title, who... Spokesperson, yeah, I'm sure. ...was doing one of these stupid TikTok challenges, right? Was and had the, a heart attack, right? Yeah, the protein powder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to dry scoop some protein powder and then go do my workout and has a literal heart attack. And I'm just like, I mean, there's never been something that I've seen on the internet where I'm like, sight unseen, I'm going out and trying that right now. Tide pods, right? Like, there was never a point where I was like, man, I want to stick a Tide pod in my mouth. Like, no, I know that that's freaking toxic crap. Like... This is where again, like we come back into like critical thinking. There's none of it there. You're not. You're, you were literally seeing something and go, "I can do that. This might make me famous." But that's okay. That's uh, that. So do we have candid fra- camera? America's funniest home videos. Do we have them to blame for all of this? Is that- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your twenty pound camcorder. Yeah, I I think that um, it it just makes me. I, I can't reconcile that, you know, I don't have a solve for it, but I will say that, you know, um, the, the myth of there, there's a bunch of myths. And I think that if there, there's a, a Bible verse and I'm not trying to get preachy here, but it, it, it's one of my guideposts and the, the verse is sin is crouching at your door. And it seeks to devour you like a lion. You must have control over it. Right? We know instinctively there are some things. And that was actually right before Cain killed Abel, if I'm being honest. Right? We know instinctively that what we're doing is wrong. And we flirt with it. And being aware of it, it's it's crouching at the door. It's waiting for you. And it wants to devour you like a lion. Like, you know, like a lion's bad, but what do you choose to do? Do you want to go flirt with the lion and see what happens? No, you don't like, but if you decide to, it's going to, it's going to get you. And I think that there's indicators all around us in our environment, in our society that actually we as a people general have been so emboldened to say that, no, I can, I can handle that. And it's, it's proven time after time that we can't. And we're watching suicide rates of, of, of teenagers increase. We're watching gun violence increase. We're watching uh, the degradation of our, our democracy. We're watching people we love and care about that are getting sucked into QAnon conspiracies and theories. What don't we believe about the lion is my question. Like, and I'm not, again, not trying to be preachy. It's super simple wisdom. If a lion's at your front door, you're not going to go like (laughs) pick a fight. Right. It's like, 
sitting there saying, I can handle being on the other side of the door from the lion. Well, I can handle cracking the door open a little bit. Well, I can handle sticking my hand out and, <laughs> you know, petting the lion. I can handle climbing on the lion. Okay, now, now, now get <laughs> all of those little steps in between make you feel really confident until you take that big one. And right. Yeah, like I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. And it's, I think, if anything, over the last year, like this country has proven. Man, lions. I hope there aren't any lions coming because. <laughs> They're nipping at us. Like there are so many gaps. There's so and I and I my heart really like I, I'm back to Yashar, right? At the at one one would perceive the top of his game, lots of notoriety. And I don't know what his struggle is. I'm not trying to pretend. Yeah. But he's just as susceptible to the pain of the world as, as everybody else. That should tell you something. If you're a smart person, not smart, if you're an aware person, you should be like, yeah, then I should probably pause. Right? I should pause and think about it. If it, if he's just as susceptible to the, the darts in the world and the things that can like get you off your game, take you off, and 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 just get in a dark place, what makes me so special, right? Yeah. To think that that I'm somehow you know immune. impervious, yeah, yeah, immune to that. And I, I I keep going back to nobody stop, man. Like, and I and I wasn't. That's what I've been like. I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about like the last couple you know weeks. And I've had good. Like you're always gonna have good times, right? Yeah. I went to Puerto Rico. Shoot, I, I had a great time. Yeah, but that you know, you know my like, my dude's getting married. I'm happy for that. But the reality is like, yeah, but life is not all about the peaks. Sometimes it's the valleys. And how do we like, how do I be strong for me to be strong for my family, to be strong for my friends, you know, to be strong for, you know, the casual walker by because we all need each other. And this is, this is like the most hippie I ever get because we all need each other to get to the next day. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's the whole point of this, right? Like, none of us does this alone, right? None of us is here by themselves, you know, uh, on this planet. Like, cursed to, to walk, you know, completely isolated from the rest of society. Like, we should be each other's safety nets, right? right? We should be the person that other people can lean on in their times of needs and know that when we are in need, someone will be there to help us and be there for us to lean on them. Or not, not to push you, right? Right, like, <laughs> exactly. Not to trip you, right? Like, I mean, that's the whole point. But, I, you know, at some point, I mean, and I know that it's it's not like, oh, over the last hundred years, human society has gone off the rails. Like, there's always been, you know, I say, <laughs> there's a great line from one of my favorite shows, The Venture Brothers. Of course there is. And it's like... Uh, the day the third caveman was born, a conspiracy theory was hatched. <laughs> because it's like, you're always sitting there like, those two are plotting against me, right? <laughs> but that's where I feel like we're at to some degree, where it's like, you know, we feel like we're constantly, oh, I've got to get mine, right? If I don't take advantage of this, somebody else is, and then I'm going to feel bad. And it's like, but if you achieve something through, you know, uh, immoral means 
right? It's like if you're Tom Brady and you got to deflate footballs to win championships, are you really that great of a quarterback? Or if you're Al Capone, are you are you really that like I always think back to Al Capone, right? Everybody was like Are you that they're, good they're, of a gangster if you got caught for tax evasion? Yeah, I know, right? It's so it's so <laughs> You're so enamored by your boy. It's like, yo, but dude couldn't even like get a good accountant, right? Yeah. That's how they got it. Well, they also created the RICO laws because of that. Yeah. But it's it's the it's I was talking to one of my sons and um they struggle with this whole like I'm not like I'm not like a I'm not an evangelical. I'm not. But I am a person of faith, right? I'm like, look, man, this world is broken. Like, there's nothing we can do about that. Like, we just got to accept the fact that it is what it is. But our, our responsibility is to literally try to be the best version of ourselves whenever we can. It's hard to do the right thing. It literally is. Because it's so easy to do what everybody else is doing. And that's our that's our charge. Like, Sure, I would love for everybody to be singing like Kumbaya and 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 every. No, actually, I would. I would love for everybody to be like get along and try to treat. With, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. I can accept there are going to be racist people. I can accept the fact that they're going to be hateful people. I can accept the like I told you last week. You can't save everybody. As much as you want to, you can't. Like yeah. it's just not going to happen. But your responsibility and my responsibility is to be the best person I can be. There was a moment in my life where, and it, it sounds like, like the things you hear in movies where you're shaving and you don't recognize yourself. I had that moment where I was shaving. And I was like, who did you become? I was so far from who I thought I was and who I wanted to be. And once I recognize, and I'm not kidding you, once I realized that, like a, within a week or two, everything went south. Like, it was just like I was internally fighting with myself, trying to perpetrate this image I, I thought I was and who was inside of me. And I vowed I, I will never try to be two people again. And ever since then, like when I moved back to Raleigh, I've never tried to be like duplicitous in that. I'm going to be the same person in, in public as I am in private. Because I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like not knowing who I was. And it tore me apart. And I couldn't, like, my psyche couldn't handle like it. I just, I'm too emotionally lazy to do that anyway. It's like, I just can't. It's, so, I mean, it is. Like, it's absolutely exhausting. You know, like, I think, like, that's the thing that a lot of people don't, don't realize. Is that because you are constantly on. There is no off button in that case. Like, you're constantly filtering what it is that you're thinking between, is this my public persona or my private persona, right? Right. Um, and I, I struggled with that, too, for a while. Where it was like, I was convinced that I could be somebody completely different when I was at home and when I was away from work than when I was when I was at the office. And it took like a pretty significant event in my life and somebody basically saying like, stop doing that <laughs> 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 to get me to realize like, this is why I feel so crappy. Right. right? Like underline underneath everything else, like this is what's really eating at me is that 
I know what I'm doing in certain situations isn't the right thing. I know that I have, I'm not living the values that I ascribe to. And yet when I'm in public, I'm still putting on a face like I am. Right. And that's not healthy. It's not healthy for anybody. Um, yeah. And so now I just own all of my mistakes. And I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge fuck up. What are you going to do about it? Or it <laughs> I, I don't like that. Yeah. I know. That's not you're, really where I am. Yeah. You're, you're trying. You're trying. Right. Like I try every day and I screw up every day. I say things. I, I want people to. You, you don't have to like me at the end of the day, but I, I want you to at least respect the fact that yeah, that dude didn't change. Right. Yeah. Um, I, it, it's, I, I, it's good that mental health is becoming a, uh, more, or it's becoming more accepted to talk about in public. I don't think that our society is okay with that, that pivot or that change. I have somebody that wants to say hi. Oh, I know who it is. Come here. Real quick. Hey, real quick. You're in the middle of an episode. What's up, buddy? Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. I heard you guys have good family news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it? Me and Miss Christy. I almost said me and Miss Christy are getting married. <laughs> <laughs> are you excited i'm excited too sweetie i'm super excited <laughs> um i was playing with my legos You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> my headphones. Bye, sweetie. <laughs> they are too comfortable. I know. They are very comfortable. That's why I bought them. <laughs> and also, I didn't even think they were there anymore. Hi, sweetie. <laughs> She's in so much trouble. <laughs> Good night. It's only 6.30. You got an hour until bedtime. Can I finish my podcast, please? Remember we have family day on Tuesday. Right, family night is usually on Thursday nights, but because we had family day on Tuesday, that was also our family night this week. Hey, I will know that you like jumping, but I am in the middle of recording a podcast episode and would like to get back to that now, okay? No. You know why.
that's all staying in, by the way. I'm not editing any of that out. Please close the door. <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. She got an iPod Touch for Family Day, which is our, our big family anniversary June do they, 1st. Do they still sell those? They do, yes. Really? Yeah. It's basically an old, like it's an i, it's like a four, like an iPhone four or five S or something like that without the cell plan. Is all it really is. Oh, you should. How much are they? Uh, we got a refurbished one for like a little over a hundred bucks or something like that. No way. I think so. Yeah. So Ooh. basically, for her, it's got um, like she can message anybody that's got iMessage. So anybody with an iPhone. That we add contact wise, um, and then there's also the f- Facebook Instant Messenger for kids, um, which has similar like controls and stuff like that. So you you can control who it is that they add and who they talk to, and you get to see all the messages. Oh, that's and stuff so that cool! Send, so I, I literally like about a week ago, I was like, I wonder if they sell that anymore. Yeah, that would be. It's a cool device. Yeah, it's not bad. I used to love my iPod back in the day. What's really funny is I remember when the iPhone first came out, and I was like. Why would I want a phone in my iPod? I like them separate. And now I, yeah, I yeah. was obviously not on the cutting edge of things. Yeah, that that's point. funny. <laughs> I um, yeah, this has been like this has been a heavy conversation, but that's what I've been thinking about, man. Well, but and I'll tell you, like that right there is the reason I'm always thinking about this stuff now, right? Like it changes when you become a parent it stops being exclusively about your experience in the world and also right. about what your kids are going to have to experience and what they are experiencing and the stuff that they go through on a daily basis. And, um, you know, like a, we have been very careful with the social media stuff. Like she doesn't have any of her own social media, you know, profiles. Get okay, When she was born, I thought about like, oh, I'll create a Facebook no, profile ter- for her so idea. that... I can tag her in all these pictures. And I was like, yeah, why would I do that? That's dumb. Like, let her make that decision when she gets old enough. I, yeah, I, I think that, um, I don't have a solve, but I, I think that, and I, and I keep prefacing everything I say with, I don't have a solve, but I, I think that the simplest answer is the best answer, right? It's, it's, why are we talking about filibuster? Like something's not working. Like, why why are we still talking about um Texas's uh abortion bill they just passed something's not working like you can't be the the contradiction for me is you're pro life and this is for any you're pro life evangelicals you you back the blue evangelicals but you you beat cops on one six, you take away the the understanding and the the consideration of a of a woman, like you control her body. There is a there are biblical things where it's like I would love to go toe to toe with one of these like clowns and just say, please help me understand how your your viewpoint is right. But they're never even challenged on that. They should be. They They should should be. be. I mean, they absolutely should be, but they're not. And I'm with you in that. Like, I don't really understand why. Like, is there some, is it, 
is it some massive conspiracy, right? Like amongst politicians and media and all this other, you know, the puppet masters where it's like, oh, make them think that we all hate each other. But deep down, you know, Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden are best friends, right? Like it's here. Here's my take on a couple of those things, right? For the evangelicals, your, your your hypocrisy is showing, right? Like if you want to say that the, the first thing I'll say to them is you, you've taken a good majority of the Bible out of context. It's not Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's why I don't like Franklin Graham. I just can't. Every time I see his commercial, I want to vomit. Your marketing still sucks. We all know sin is the problem. But it's a broken world, period. You didn't like the Buddy Christ improvement? That they I just can't. I can't stand him. Like, I can't stand Franklin Graham. Yeah. I I, I don't want to say I hate him, but he makes me want to throw up. Yeah. I Hate hate is, uh, to me is like it's – there is an active kind oh, of – Oh, I hate Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean – I'm not I, saying I, you can't hate people. I'm just saying that, like, no, I, I'm with you in that. I think there is another level for hate. Yeah, there's a I can't stand. You know, I, I have a complete distaste for. It, but hate is like, yeah. And Trump is one of those people where I've, I have, I've, yeah. I hate myself, him. Really yeah, hating I, him. Yeah, I really just do. But the evangelicals, like your 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 argument is so weak. And everybody that you talk to on the news, anytime that you're on the news, I wish there were people that were more versed to shut you up yeah i wish i i wish and i pray that there are more people to shut you up because you're hypocrites i can't stand the the i it makes me always go back to i understand why people are atheists i understand why people hate church i understand why people don't believe in god because the marketing department for evangelicals who unfortunately for some reason and CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News give them way too much press time. They are not people that understand the Bible, period. And I wish you'd stop doing that because every time you do that, you make people that are uneducated. Did you know it's a true fact, a true fact, most Catholics do not read their own Bible? Yes. It is a fact. I went, to, my wife is... Uh, she was raised Catholic. We got married in a Catholic church. So we went to the marriage classes. You know, in order to get married in a Catholic church, you have to go to these classes, right? The, the priest that did our class said to my wife, wow, your husband really knows the Bible. Everybody else, I was, I was, I'm not Catholic. I've never yeah. been Catholic. But I knew more about the Bible. And I was asking questions because, like, I was like, uh, questioning like how the priest was saying certain things. I'm like, that's not really technically in context. So like, if you think about what you said here, what? <laughs> I don't know. I am in the middle of doing a podcast episode. <laughs> Where's that <laughs> so he, he made a comment. Well, this guy really, and I know my Bible because it's important to me, but I'm not like a Bible thumper, right? Yeah. But I do very good care of your Bibles. You wouldn't be just thumping them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
or I'm not the type of, everything's going to send you to hell. That's not technically right. true, right? That's not actually good theology. It doesn't make sense. Um, uh, I guess it's no, good. Like Mr. 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 I know. Miyagi. I felt good for a second. And then it was just like, <laughs> asshole. You're like the Yankees left uh, outfielder. Uh, but you miss. Uh, but so my point being is like, it, it's just a matter of like, you can't paint that broad brushstroke of like, oh, Christians believe this. Nope. You're talking about a certain segment of evangelicals, which I'm still on the fence of what that even means. And, the and fringe... how loosely related it is to actual Christianity. <laughs> Right. Just because you carry a Bible and, and talk about the cross. Yeah, you, you can't be all like, I don't know. I, I'm just like not pro. You're not pro evangelical. I'm, really I'm not. I'm, I'm not. You can't, you can't say everything is about 10 verses in, in the New Testament. That right. is not right. Let's just pretend like the Old Testament was never written. It never happened. Yeah, that's. No, and that's, I mean, the uh, the cherry picking, right? The the lack of context, which, you know, I just like to point out that context, if broken up into the two parts, con and text, con coming from the Spanish word con, which is with, and text coming from the English word text, so with text. God, I love you. <laughs> I hadn't done one of my, like, crazy... I, I was going to, like, spiral into, like, this whole, like, biblical, like, rant for, like, 20 minutes. And I, I pulled out yeah, cone thank text. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Latin root of this word. And, and, what's, and what pisses me off is most of these guys wouldn't even... They can't even tell you that you know that most of this was written in Aramaic. And then I could like take every word that you'd throw out and be like, yeah, but you don't have the actual definition of the word because this text was written in Aramaic. This was, was written in Greek. Yeah. Oh, but if you go forward a couple more, this is probably written in like, you know, Greek with a Roman like basis to the word. Yeah. So it just, fru it frustrates me and it frustrates me that, you know, I don't, I, I just, I get angry. I get, I, I do get angry. Because it's not right, man. I want, I want people, and I keep going back to, because this is the vivid picture of my mind. I remember that night where nobody stopped, Chris. Like, I couldn't count how many cars, because I didn't. But something told me to turn around and try to do something. But that's where our society's at right now. We're watching people struggle and we're all too busy to stop and try to do the right thing from sports to politics to, you know, how we treat our, our family and friends, you know, um, you know, being available. Right. Um, like if you ever called me and I didn't answer the phone and I didn't get back with you, what kind of person does that make me? Right. Even if, even not just to say, Hey, I'm, I'm really tied up for the next couple of days. Can I call you back on this day? Or can, I, can, can we connect on this day? Like, we don't care. We literally, and, I, and I'm not saying, well, I, I am saying, in general, we don't care. It's all superficial. Yeah, and it's we, like you're saying, right at the end of the day, if I'm calling you today and you're like, hey, I don't have time to talk today, but I'll call you back in two days, Right. Am right. I going to be like, man, fuck that guy. He can't make time for me right now when I want to talk to him. No, I'm going to be like, all right, cool. Obviously, he's got stuff going on. Like, you know, if it's 
that big of an emergency, I'd be like, right. hey, this is really important whenever you have, like, I just need a minute, but I got to tell you something, right? And it's, yeah, like, I, I knew when I pulled out my phone Sunday morning and started calling <laughs> you, I was like, he's going to answer. The only reason I thought you might not answer is if you were at church at that time. And I was like, unless he's at church, he's going to answer his phone. And he did. Right. Because, I, I mean, I know that I can call you anytime. And you'll answer. Yeah. Well, COVID has messed up my church game, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I would have been out by 12 o'clock because, yeah. you know, I, I, like those days of going to church for three hours, way gone. Way, oh. way. It was really funny. So funny church story that I can I can add on to, to lighten <laughs> things up ever so slightly. So um, this weekend we were down at the beach and Sunday morning after the proposal, um, we came back and my parents uh, had tickets to go to their church at 8 30 because they have to get tickets uh for the, oh, that's cool for the masses and stuff like that um and so they helena was like can i come to church and you know, my dad's like yeah sure and i'm like want to go to church and she's like yeah so i'm like okay have fun um and so she goes and they get ready to do communion. And my, my dad's like, well, do you want to come up with us and receive a blessing? And she's like, well, what's that? And he's like, well, you just walk up and you kind of have your arms crossed like this and they'll, you know, give you a little blessing. And then you walk back. And she was like, no, I'll just, I'll stay here. And he's like, okay, great. And so they get up and they walk out and they go down and he, you know, receives the Eucharist and moves over. And then all of a sudden he, he just happens to glance behind him. There's Helena sticking a Eucharist in her mouth. <laughs> It's like there's snack time at yeah, church. Yeah, it's snack time. They're handing out <laughs> snacks. And then, like, today she was complaining to me about how bad the wafer tasted. <laughs> She's like, but I didn't get any red wine. And I was like, well, that's good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Catholics do have this setup, though, man. Like, straight up. Like, um, we had our reception. We actually got married at St. Mike's. Um, and I was like, yo, man, we're drinking. Like, we had it was a great party. Like our friend, like friend, we have friends say like, yeah, your, your reception was dope. Um, I'm like, yeah. And I, if I ever converted to Catholicism, it'd be like lit because you can drink. Apparently nobody's like <laughs> judging you. No, I mean, there's plenty of judgment going on. In Catholic <laughs> yeah. church, but It's not for drinking. It's not for drinking. <laughs> um, but I, but I, you know, and I, I want to, I really do want to explore the taboo of like, you know, faith. Right. And I, 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 I I pause to use the word Christian because even back in the day, they were never called Christians. They were called followers of the way, right? That That's a colloquialism that was used like in, you know, uh, second century, I believe. And now we call them Mandalorians. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> this is the way. Oh, so I found out that uh, apparently uh, George Lucas was following this... Um, I think it was a philosopher uh, that was pretty popular in, in the late sixties and seventies that was um, trying to understand like uh, the human struggle between good and, you know, good and evil and religion. Yeah. And that is a basis obviously of a lot of uh, star Wars. Uh, you know, uh, That's mythology. where the midichlorians come from. Yes. I, actually you, you're <laughs> laughing. I am because what the fuck is a midichlorian? <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing, but you're not wrong. Um, so it, it actually piqued my interest to like to figure out like, 
And I, I know, I believe he's Jewish, right? I, George Lucas. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't uh, want to be like, yeah. yeah, Lucas, that sounds like a Jewish name. Or, you <laughs> yeah, know, like, kinda yeah he kind of looks like he'd be Jewish. <laughs> like, those are both not things that we need to be saying anymore. And then I'm sitting here going, well, Steven Spielberg on the other. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely. Um, but it's interesting, right? Those are like the mythology, like how Americans, like we... If you, if I was to like fast forward, and this is like another interesting like project I may pick up, right? If you look at how we, um, the contrast is how people attach themselves to that mythology of Star Wars, like super, like super in depth. Yeah. Like people get like super angry when you start, you know, crapping on Star Wars. And then you, you fast forward and there was a recent poll of, of evangelicals attach themselves to QAnon. And I'm like, okay. One of the only like social scientists I've ever been like ever been interested in is sociology. That's why I keep bringing it up, right? Yeah. You can change all the surroundings and all the entrappings, but we still do the same thing. Like we we our behaviors are just systematically entwined and like they're integrated to do the same thing all the time. It doesn't surprise me that evangelicals are intrigued and they believe like QAnon conspiracies. Like seriously, it, it does not. Um, just like it doesn't surprise me that Protest, like the traditional Protestant, is anti-Trump, anti like QAnon, because they're super like. Um, they're orthodox. They're more orthodox than e- evangelicals. Evangelicals, short version for me, is they believe Jesus, 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 Jesus. And they take out all the teaching of Jesus, and they only worry about salvation. Protestants are more, like, for lack of a better term, more scholarly in, in their Bible study. And that's, I think that is, like, very interesting, that thread, you know? Yeah. Um, well, that's where I feel like, you know, with a lot of the, the branches of Christianity, right, where it's all, they kind of like, well, we look at it this way, right? right. Or we see it this way. And, you know, like Lutheranism, which was a departure from, you know, Catholicism, and then Protestants, which was a departure from Lutheranism and Calvinism. And it's like, you know, all of these different branches um, that you can explore just based off of that one kind of main tree, right? Yeah. That it, yeah. The, th- the thread that is kind of Christianity and Jesus Christ. And you know, I think like for me, somebody who grew up in the Catholic church, but is no longer like an active member of any organized religion. Like I understand that there's a lot of valuable things that you can learn by going to church and reading the Bible. Like, I, I believe that there are a lot of really great lessons and stuff like that, things that to live your life by, you know. Um, but I guess where I struggle is where is with, like, a, to some degree what I feel becomes almost like fanaticism, you know, where it's like there there's... You want to, I'm going to, like, really crush all your, your, yeah, go your ahead. theology on that. The only purpose of church is community. 
right? That, that's it. Has nothing to do with like what you learn. The the early uh, church, quote unquote church, was basically sharing the letters of the apostles. Right. That's the. the but is the, it part of that? I mean, education about no, the stance because, and and the history. No, because the 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 actual early history of the church had nothing to do with like tradition, right? It was basically these are the teachings. These are like you know whether it was actually. Okay. But you literally just said teachings. The t- all right, so and we're talking about it, education. So, uh, <laughs> I love you. No, okay, yeah. So I, I contradicted myself, but. <laughs> So in historical, no, I, th- con- I think I understand what in, you, like the focus was much more on on the community. Right. Like, what, the, his- the point wasn't to educate; it was we want to to provide a place for people to come. If you were to strip, a, if you were to take away the writings of Paul, or take the writings of Paul, for example, like Acts or um, Romans or anything like that, there is a common theme throughout all of it. it has nothing to do with like the. Uh, the stacked upon like things that people do currently, right? There's a common theme in all those things. And the, the teachings of, no, really the good question is what would Jesus do? And what would Jesus do? Jesus would do things that were honorable to God, right? If you fast forward a couple, you know, hundred centuries and people start to say, hey, people want to have a better quality of life by, you know, integrating with their brothers and sisters, how do we manipulate that? You start to get all these, you know, you become the Catholic church, you become the Greek, Greek Orthodox church or the Russian Orthodox church. Then you become Protestants, you become Lutherans. The main thing wasn't the main thing for a long time. And the teachings of Christ were never about, it was never about the structure of the organization. It was about let's deconstruct that organization and say, what is the point? Right. The point what, what is, should, what should we be focused on? Yeah. And the then point the was, church literally said, okay, that's the point. How do we build a structure around this point? <laughs> right. So that becomes education, right? The teachings of Christ. And so I look at it from the teaching. Like if you look at the Sermon on the Mount, it was the antithesis of everything society was saying. Right. That was the problem. That's why he was crucified. He never strayed away from the fact that, no, that's not really what it was about. You're, you're talking about the Ten Commandments like they were the law to replace the law? No. This is the commandment. Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and treat your neighbors as yourself. And have we gotten it right yet? The answer is no. Right? Because he was quizzed. He was quizzed by the, the educators on what was the greatest commandment. You can't have Ten Commandments without one being number one. Which one do you want it to be? Okay, okay, I hear you. And I, I can see Jesus like, yo, my dude, I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah, so what you're saying is, right, you're saying like, I don't know what I'm talking about, right? So let me just throw this back at you. Let me, let me throw it back at you. All right, here's the greatest commandment. Love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. Like your will, the what you think about, and what you live for. And on top of that, Treat everybody like you treat yourself, bro. And nobody was trying to hear that. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. And that was, the, that was the difference between teaching, right? Teaching is, no, what is, the, what is the basis of what we should be doing? Because we want a better life in education. 
rules regulations. Yeah. And that's how that's in a layman's way of, of looking at it as a person that struggled with this for many years, the difference of teaching and education, like you can educate me all day. But I don't have to believe what you say. Those are just like words, right? But for something I can actually do, I can try every day to love God with like how I strive to live, what I think about and what my passion is in trying to treat people like I want to be treated. I can do that. I can't follow your rules all day. I'll fail. So that's, if that, that's a layman's way of looking at it. And I think that's what a lot of people don't hear. They hear you're going to hell. Sure. We, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like, what can I do differently? Oh, you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell for that. You're going to go to hell for that. Um, and I, I think that's wrong. I, and I think I, I, well, actually, I don't think I believe I understand why people don't trust churches. I understand why people don't believe in God, because if that's your God, I want nothing to do with him. I want nothing to do with him because his expectations are unrealistic. If we're so flawed, if we're all doomed to go to hell without his salvation, I can't meet those expectations. So I quit. If you're telling me this is your God and he's got like, you know, the Catholic church is the second largest landowner on the planet (laughs) next to McDonald's, believe it or not, then I I can't, I can't rock with that. (laughs) (laughs) There's just something they can't do. There's just like Catholic. And I'm not saying and I've got Catholic friends and they're, they are good people. And yes. I don't mean good people surface. I mean, they're, yeah, they are like, strong believers in their faith. Yeah. But I'm just saying like it, your marketing team sucks. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, know? that's, I feel like a huge part of what the Catholic church, but probably Christianity as a whole has kind of suffered through over the last, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Two, two millennia. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just like, I feel like the opportunities they've had, you know, where whether it was a pope who was like, we're cool with bringing in more people. And then you had like all the cardinals were like, oh, we got to kill this fucking pope. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, this guy doesn't get it. And <laughs> it's like, you literally just made him the pope. Like, yeah, the new pope is dope, though. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. Like, I, I again, I'm not. I know you're not being anti. I'm just no. I'm not my, anti-religion. I'm not even anti-Catholicism. I'm not. You know, like for me, it's if that's if that helps you right in your life and provides some structure and guidance or or provides some benefit to you, whatever it may be, then like I'm all for that. I just I personally reached a point where it was like I don't feel like I'm getting out of this what I feel like I should be getting out of this. Right, and that's that's very valid. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. Like, and I totally understand why people feel that way. I really do. It's like, no, I get it. If you're like looking at the, the church on a whole, nah, that, I don't rock with that team. Well, and I think, you know, like part of it, you, you I think this is really kind of, this to me starts to put that whole education versus teaching into perspective is so much of my education in Catholicism was, you know, like you're not supposed to eat an hour before you go to mass, right? <laughs> um, like it's all those silly little rules, right? Like those are the things that felt like they were so much more important than like 
what the message was that Jesus right. was trying to get across, like how we could spend, how each of us should be spending each and every day looking for ways to be more like that, right? Like, yo, Jesus was a gangster, yo. Like he was dude, a, like, dude walked into temples and flipping tables <laughs> over, like, right? He's like, what are you doing? Nah. He's like, <laughs> hey, hookers, come hang out with me. Like, yeah. I mean, he hung out with people that, that we look at even now in society as the lowest of our society. Yeah. And the, the, the trick about salvation to me is like we never know. And, and I want to I definitely want to get this point across. I can't stress enough. It, there are two things that have blown my mind. And I've always you know, we've, we've always talked about where when I learned, like, you know, meet people where they're at. Right. Mm-hmm. I was watching CNBC the other day. And I was listening to an analyst say that this X company, I'm not trying to put anybody on blast, they learned the secret of meeting people where they're at. And I'm like, yo, that principle is kind of old, yo. And I know where it came from. Yeah. Jesus like straight up went to the, like, the peers to meet his disciples where they were at. And then secondly, like, I keep thinking, I often think about, you know, when the woman was caught in adultery and we all know he without sin cast the first stone. Nobody threw a stone. And Jesus said, go and sin no more. And that was it. And that's the part where I think a lot of people, they skip that part. And I, I can't stress that enough. He did not prescribe, go and do like 60 Hail Marys and blah, blah, blah. He literally said, yo, I, I, I see where you're at and I don't think you want to be there. Go do your best. Yeah. And in my mind and in the text, to be honest, because nothing was prescribed before or after. And if you look at that story and the couple times it's placed, it's literally the same result. Go and sin no more. And I think that people, they try to live this this stoic, like, you know, prescribed life of faith. It doesn't exist. Profanity. Peter said, I don't know, dude. <laughs> he said it like three times before the, 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 the rooster crowed. And the third, in the way it's trans, you know, transcribed in Greek, he used profanity. He was like, Fuck, I don't know him. Leave me alone, yo. Like, why are you trying to wrap me out? I'm not trying to die today. That's how much he was emphatic of saying, I don't know him. So we add these extra things like we understand, like it's going to help us to live a better life. You know when I'm having a better life? When, like, the people I love and care about, they know I love and care. They know I love and care about them. Yeah. When I can look at a good day and a bad day in the same lens and know that at the end of the day, it's all worth it. It's all good. It's all, it's all purposeful. I don't look at this, you know, superficial crap. And and that's what like, at, I guess at the end of the day, as we circle through this and we wrap this up because you know, we, we should, when I look at mental health, when I look at, you know, the things that we've been talking about, it's purposeful when we know that, it's all, it's all worth it. Our good and bad days. And and that's what, you know, I hope people can, you know, try to, to find whether it's what, whatever, whatever end of the spectrum we're on, we can, we can all find that.
it, it's it's been a hard couple of weeks, dude. <laughs> it's been crazy. Um, you know, I mean, like it's there's a lot lot going on, you know, in everybody's lives, and we're kind of I think in some ways like we're coming out of the you know the the routine of wearing masks everywhere, and like that's still weird for me. I get out of my car and I put my mask on, and I'm walking to the store, it. and I'm like. <laughs> Half the time I'll wear it in the store, half the time I won't. Usually, if I have my kid with me, I'll usually wear it because I'm trying to show her, like, because she's obviously not vaccinated yet. Um, But, you know, like, I just, I think it's, I mean, we're all dealing with a ton, right? It's one of those where you never know what somebody else is going through. You never know what kind of challenges somebody else is facing. And it's not a competition, right? right? It's not... You don't have to hear somebody's story and go, you think that's bad. <laughs> Let, Let me, me tell you about <laughs> my life. Like, this isn't, you know, we're not competing. For I, I do that with white here. people all the time. Though. I'm not going to lie. No, I mean, <laughs> look, I, we all do that from time to time, right? Like, I think it's, it's human nature for us to want to try and relate somebody else's story or experience to something that we have also experienced, right? right? Oh, that's just like this time when I had this happen, right? How many times... When you finish a story, right, I'll, I'll say that to you. Like we, and part of that is just the way that we converse, right? We're relating things and saying, I understand where you're at. It's not always But how many times I say, <laughs> Chris, you don't get it, bro. Right. And there are times when I have to say, I'll never know what that feels like. Right. Right. But I will never know what it feels like to be a black man in America. Like, but that's, that's honest. Just, that's being honest, right? Yeah. That's That's the difference. And that's. It's okay to say that, right? It's okay to say, I'll never know what that feels like. And you don't have to go over the top and be like, oh, I wish that I could walk a mile in your shoes or if only I could be black for one day. And it's like, okay, it's like, look, I'm never going to know what that feels like, but I'm going to take your word because you're my friend and because I know you and I love you that that experience was not good, right? Like what you had to deal with was bad. And if there's anything that I can do on my end, to try and prevent that from happening again, like, I need to figure out what that is. Like, it's yeah. not, it's just, it's not that hard. I think that's like at the end of the day, and I'm again, guilty of this too. It seems really hard sometimes, but it's such the, the little simple things that often make the biggest difference in other people's lives. I, I, I can't, like you said that very well. And I typically don't like to reiterate a point, but what what keeps flashing back in my mind is nobody stopped. And I, I think we can all stop. Like I think we can all stop. Like I I mean <laughs> There's no reason not to, right? I, what I was more important than that man's life that night for anybody else? I didn't I didn't save his life and um like I've come to grips with that like multiple times in my life. Like that wasn't a lesson for me to learn. The lesson for me to learn was, can you decide to do the right thing? Even when it's convenient for you just to drive by. And I remember his wife's face. I remember his mother's face and I remember his face, but (laughs) We can we can always try. That that's the that's that's the haunting lesson. And I, dude, I love you, bro. You know that. And I and I I don't say that because it's 
it's cute to say I say it because I, I know that, you know, uh, you would stop. And, and that's what I, that's what I want people to do. Like one more person to, um, to try, just try, you know, um, uh, yes, like my dude, I don't know you like that. Um, I, you're probably never going to listen to this, but I just want to let you know, like, yo, I, I see what you're saying. Everybody like, and I, and I don't, I'm not trying to top what you said because it was so, no, elo- I, it was so eloquent. It's just like, yo, can we just, can we just stop <laughs> and try? Like, um, that's, I mean, I, I do. You, you're right. Like that's, that is the essence of it, right? Stop and try. That's all you're being asked from every other person on this planet. Just stop and try. And it's okay if you don't succeed, right? But if you don't stop and you don't try... You miss the lesson. You miss everything. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're super glad you joined us. And I know this is a... uh, Well, it's, again, I I don't apologize for it. This is, like... um, this guy decided to get married so we can have lunch. And then, you know, I had, you know, do work thing and, you know, keep the lights <laughs> on. Uh, this is what's been like heavy on my heart. And, um, it gives me a chance to kind of reflect on it and like, get some, a, a different perspective. And, and I, I like, I'm not like honesty and mental health are like probably going to be, going to be my banner for a while. You know, like I want people to be whole, like, and whole for me looks different from whole from, you know, for you. And honesty is honesty, right? There's facts and there's truth. And we should always strive to, you know, meet on truth. Uh, facts, eh, they're subjective. <laughs> right? And, you know, but we can always do better. Um, Chris, I love you, brother. I'm super happy for you and your family. Um, you. Glad I got to see my buddy. And I, I'm sorry if this has been a drag, but I, 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 we, if you had lunch with us, this is what I'd be talking about. So, yeah. um, I mean, that's it, the whole point, right? Like not every episode and not every conversation is going to be super funny and, you know, uplifting. And yeah. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. There was part of me this afternoon that was like, man, I really, I don't know if I've got <laughs> like the energy, you know, like just the 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 juice to sit down and do a podcast episode and then like i realized i was like you don't have to you don't have to be on you don't have to yeah. be anybody like just show up and be yourself and like if there's anybody in this world that's going to appreciate that it's going to be on it turned out to be a fucking fantastic episode so yeah because i i just need to like i i i I hope the the people that listen, like, you know, there's some truth to what we say and, you know, we, we're going to be honest. And I know there's other people thinking about it. And it's one of the, the joys of not having sponsors. We can talk about whatever we want to talk about. And yep. uh, we're going to make a bunch of clips because I think we need to really, I, I can't stress enough that mental health is important. I, I can't stress enough. Like, I, I think that uh, you have friends, family, loved ones that, just need somebody to listen and help them see off the ledge. Chris is one of the people and I have three people, three, this many that keep me off the ledge more often than not. So we're super glad you joined us. If you're listening to us, please subscribe, whether that be on YouTube, uh, 
please subscribe and like on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Pandora. Then Chris might stop dancing. <laughs> no, I'll just do another happy dance. <laughs> Pandora, SoundCloud, TuneIn, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere you want to be. And also uh, Spotify. So don't want to forget them. You can always visit us at chrisandandreshow.com. Send us emails, comments at comments at chrisandandreshow.com. I did change it. You can you can hit me up at Andre at Chris and Andre Show dot com or Chris at Chris and Andre Show dot com. We're super glad you join us and and as always, I'm Andre and I'm still Chris. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>